Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.blogsome.com. Today's reading by Kara Schallenberg. www.kray.org. The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 4 King Docks. It was amusing to note the expression on the face of King Docks, as he looked the boy over, from his sailor hat to his stubby shoes, and it was equally diverting to watch Button Bright stare at the king in return. No fox ever beheld a fresher, fairer child's face, and no child had ever before heard a fox talk, or met with one who dressed so handsomely, and ruled so big a city. I am sorry to say that no one had ever told the little boy much about fairies of any kind. This being the case, it is easy to understand how much this strange experience startled and astonished him. "'How do you like us?' asked the king. "'Don't know,' said Button Bright. "'Of course you don't. It's too short an acquaintance,' returned his majesty. "'What do you suppose my name is?' "'Don't know.' said Button Bright. How should you? Well, I'll tell you. My private name is Docks, but a king can't be called by his private name. He has to take one that is official. Therefore, my official name is King Renard the Fourth. Renard, with the accent on the Wren. What's Wren? asked Button Bright. How clever! exclaimed the king, turning a pleased face toward his counsellors. This boy is indeed remarkably bright. What's Wren? he asks. And, of course, Wren is nothing at all, all by itself. Yes, he's very bright indeed. That question is what your majesty might call foxy, said one of the counsellors, an old grey fox. So it is, declared the king. Turning again to Button Bright, he asked, Having told you my name, what would you call me? King Dox, said the boy. Why? Cause Wren's nothing at all, was the reply. Good, very good indeed. You certainly have a brilliant mind. Do you know why two and two make four? No, said Button Bright. Clever, clever indeed. Of course you don't know. Nobody knows why. 
"'We only know it's so, and can't tell why it's so. "'Button Bright, those curls and blue eyes do not go well with so much wisdom. "'They make you look too youthful, and hide your real cleverness. "'Therefore I will do you a great favor. "'I will confer upon you the head of a fox, "'so that you may hereafter look as bright as you really are.' "'As he spoke, the king waved his paw toward the boy, "'and at once the pretty curls and fresh round face "'and big blue eyes were gone.' while in their place a fox's head appeared upon Button Bright's shoulders, a hairy head with a sharp nose, pointed ears, and keen little eyes. "'Oh, don't do that!' cried Dorothy, shrinking back from her transformed companion with a shocked and dismayed face. "'Too late, my dear. It's done. But you also shall have a fox's head if you can prove you're as clever as Button Bright.' "'I don't want it! It's dreadful!' she exclaimed, and, hearing this verdict, Button Bright began to boo-hoo just as if he were still a little boy. "'How can you call that lovely head dreadful?' asked the king. "'It's a much prettier face than he had before, to my notion, and my wife says I'm a good judge of beauty. Don't cry, little fox-boy. Laugh and be proud, because you are so highly favoured. "'How do you like the new head, Button Bright?' "'Don't know,' sobbed the child. "'Please, please change him back again, Your Majesty,' begged Dorothy. King Renard the Fourth shook his head. "'I can't do that,' he said. "'I haven't the power, even if I wanted to. "'No, Button Bright must wear his fox head.' "'and he'll be sure to love it dearly as soon as he gets used to it.' "'Both the shaggy man and Dorothy looked grave and anxious, "'for they were sorrowful that such a misfortune had overtaken their little companion. "'Toto barked at the fox-boy once or twice, "'not realizing it was his former friend who now wore the animal head, "'but Dorothy cuffed the dog and made him stop. "'As for the foxes,' They all seemed to think Button Bright's new head very becoming, and that their king had conferred a great honor on this little stranger. It was funny to see the boy reach up to feel of his sharp nose and wide mouth, and wail afresh with grief. He wagged his ears in a comical manner, and tears were in his little black eyes. But Dorothy couldn't laugh at her friend just yet, because she felt so sorry. Just then three little fox princesses, daughters of the king, entered the room, and when they saw Button Bright, one exclaimed, "'How lovely he is!' And the next one cried in delight, "'How sweet he is!' And the third princess clapped her hands with pleasure and said, "'How beautiful he is!' Button Bright stopped crying and asked timidly, "'Am I?' "'In all the world there is not another face so pretty,' declared the biggest fox princess. "'You must live with us always and be our brother,' said the next. "'We shall all love you dearly,' the third said. This praise did much to comfort the boy, and he looked around and tried to smile. It was a pitiful attempt, because the fox face was new and stiff, and Dorothy thought his expression more stupid than before the transformation. 
"'I think we ought to be going now,' said the shaggy man, uneasily, for he didn't know what the king might take into his head to do next. "'Don't leave us yet, I beg of you,' pleaded King Renard. "'I intend to have several days of feasting and merry-making in honour of your visit.' "'Have it after we're gone, for we can't wait,' said Dorothy decidedly. But, seeing this displeased the king, she added, "'If I'm going to get Ozma to invite you to her party, I'll have to find her as soon as possible, you know.' In spite of all the beauty of Foxville and the gorgeous dresses of its inhabitants, both the girl and the shaggy man felt they were not quite safe there, and would be glad to see the last of it. "'But it is now evening,' the king reminded them, "'and you must stay with us until morning, anyhow. "'Therefore I invite you to be my guests at dinner, "'and to attend the theatre afterward and sit in the royal box. "'Tomorrow morning, if you really insist upon it, "'you may resume your journey.' "'They consented to this, "'and some of the 